0: on triple kids we got a great one here for you today we kind of just get rolling it's me and dante first show with just the two of us we're talking about the super league ben ashton jake paul fight and the results afterwards of that uh we're talking a little steph curry and his heater that he has been on and whether or not he should be an all-time great and we kind of free flow a little bit with mortal kombat coming out here so it's a good one let's go <laughs> And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is April 23rd. As always, I'm your host, Nate. We have Dante on the line here today as well. How are we doing, good, sir?
1: I am doing well. Nate, has it ever been just you and I on the pod?
0: I don't think so. I was thinking about it. I was on a walk earlier, and I was trying to think back. I was like, I don't know. I feel like we did like way, way back when, when you first came on. Because I want to say Tim couldn't come on, and there was something going on with college basketball. I was like, fuck it. We got to get some content out there but i think this might be the first just me and you podcasts in the yeah, history so of trophy kids
1: you talk shit about tim there
0: oh he's not gonna yeah we'll see this will be a test to see if he's listening because i mean <laughs> right. he does kind of he brings the volume he brings the show down if we're really being honest here right <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, exactly. I don't know where he gets his takes from, but he got to brush up on um, some sports knowledge.
0: Everything, everything, and anything. I mean, he calls himself a Michigan State fan. I don't know if he said one correct thing about them. Sh- <laughs> Sorry, Tim. We love you. Um, what I don't love is the rise of the Paul brothers. Which, actually, to be honest, we're going to quickly touch on this because it was it was an event this past weekend. Um, I will give them credit. I do not. Gen- I don't like them. I'm not like endorsing them, but they've essentially made a completely new genre of fighting. Essentially, like the YouTube boxing, somehow weaseling your way in to the combat sports with zero experience in making. Like, like I said last week, the like going into that fight when that fight was announced, I knew this is the shittiest fight of all time proposed ever in the history of the world. And yet, my mind—I didn't buy it, but I was like, damn, I kind of want to buy this fight. Like, they are on some levels—I don't know if I want to say genius, but in a way kind of genius for how they're marketing things.
1: Yeah. I guess the only real winner, obviously, uh, Jake Paul won, but Nate Robinson. I, very is, true. Is, is a, a little bit of a redemption for him, right? I, I guess I learned, too, with boxing uh, is that reach is very, very important. Um, I did not watch this fight, but I was on Reddit after it ended and saw – the however long it took, a minute, a minute and a half, however I don't know how quick. it was. Uh and then I saw I immediately saw like, oh yeah, this guy's arms can't get anywhere near Jake. No. And Jake's arms are two times as almost twice as long as his so that was the game, ladies and gentlemen.
0: And it's a completely different thing. Like in Bach like Reach matters in all combat sports for sure. But in boxing, more so than the UFC, because there are different things you can do to close the distance when a fighter has reached changing levels, you know, setting up a fake kick and then throwing a jab or, or doing various things to cut angles and get in closer. It's a lot harder in boxing. It's not as natural for UFC guys who, to be honest, some of them came up in boxing. You look at Style Bunder, he's a boxing and kickboxing champion in New Zealand. Um, Conor McGregor grew up boxing from the time he was 10. Like a lot of these guys come from striking backgrounds um but because they're not doing it every day it's it is an adjustment it's an adjustment to get used to and to paul's credit which anybody who knows anything about the fighting world knew that if you were going to pluck an mma fighter out to box ben askren is probably the bottom of the barrel as far as far as competent strikers my dumbass bought into the hype that like oh he got freddie roach hired he's not going to want to throw this fight because like one, he has the most embarrassing, maybe not the most embarrassing knockout, but the, probably the arguably one of the most memorable knockouts in UFC history of him getting knocked out. He doesn't want to get knocked out here and be embarrassed quickly. So he'll take this seriously. Nah, not at all. He came in, one, he's always had a bit of a dab up, but he came in looking way out of shape. And he, it looked like a complete joke. I'm not going to say he threw the fight, because I, I, I don't know if he would throw it necessarily, because this is an embarrassing look for him. Um sure. He's also coming off a hip surgery, but, man, this was... It's a rough look. It's a rough look. Ben Askren has had one of the biggest fall from graces in the MMA world. Probably. I don't know the last time I've seen... Because he came into the UFC so hot. Because he was a dominant fighter in his other promotions. And he didn't really shine in the UFC. Got retired after two fights. Had the hip surgery. And now he gets knocked out by Jake Paul. (laughs) Like, not a good way to end the MMA career.
1: I'm not... I refuse to be knocked out by a YouTuber, a podcaster, anything that came, any profession that has come along in the last ten years or so. I refuse to be knocked out by.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good look. I'll say this: the Paul brothers are getting what they wanted though at this point because now it is. Real fighters are at their door. You got Woodley talking about it. I mean, Cormier's not going to fight him, but he's calling out Cormay. They're going to get somebody who can strike a little bit at some point here because I think, especially the UFC guys, they've seen Conor transition. He held up a hell of a lot better than Ben Ashgren obviously did. Still lost. You've seen them kind of get called out by some of the boxers in the boxing community even though they would never be caught dead stepping into their arena because they would get Legit murder.
1: Oh, yeah, you would get pummeled by an
0: amateur, I'm sure. A hundred percent. But you also see them not offering things up like, let's make it a kickboxing match. Like I'm great at boxing. You're great at MMA. Let's find a somewhat happy medium. Still would favor the MMA guys for sure, but let's offer kickboxing. They're not doing that. It's full on boxing. But now there are some guys, I think Woodley, who's on a very big downslope in the UFC, you might see him cross over and say, fuck it, you want to strike? Let's strike. Let's do some boxing yeah. here.
1: My advice to the UFC guys, the mixed martial arts guys who are going to fight the Paul brothers, um, at this point, your goal is to knock them out as quickly as possible. Cold, Do not, yeah, Yeah. just rush them and (sighs) knock them out. That's what I would do. Yep. I'm not, (laughs) you can't let him set up. Because one thing that, and I hate to give him credit for, but I have to give him credit for it. Jake Paul seems to at least have a little bit of know-how. Oh, he's competent. Yeah. Yeah. So once he sets up into his little rhythm, it's over. Yeah. You you lose.
0: That's what I said last week. It's dangerous. Like he is he's young enough, he's athletic enough, and he's just confident enough to be a threat. Now, if he goes up against a real boxer, a guy who's been doing this since the time he was Ten years old he'd get absolutely smoked but for guys that are transitioning from the ufc who aren't used to doing just stand-up who aren't used to just boxing it's a bigger glove it's a different dynamic it's a different strategy it's a bit of an adjustment and he can catch some dudes he ain't no slump
1: logan is going to fight i mean the size and reach advantage there are just astronomical but i don't know why if you're floyd you agree to this
0: Shits and giggles, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I honestly... I mean, I, it's
1: not gonna... It's not... Is it an official fight?
0: No, it's an exhibit. It's classified as it's an a, exhibition. Yeah, It's yeah. an
1: exhibition. So I guess you don't lose anything, but no. other
0: than... I mean, Floyd's the greatest uh, defensive boxer in the world. So a guy... Like, this is kind of that, like, size, length. Does it matter as much when you have a guy that's so technically good defensively? Like Floyd is? I don't know.
1: We're I mean, gonna see. He's just gonna try to tire Logan out, just like he with yeah. Connor, right? He's oh yeah. Gonna...
0: He's gonna dance around like he always does, especially in the yep. la- later part of his career. He's just gonna dance around, and he's gonna hit him with a couple combos. He'll out he'll out hit him probably from a strike wide like strike count percentage, but he's not he's not standing in there and dr- trying to go you know, haymaker for haymaker with him. That's not Floyd's game. <laughs> nah.
1: But. You know, if you're Logan, you could get, and we saw Connor try to do this closer to the end. You could get a couple cheap shots in. Yeah, Connor and again, had, you only need one.
0: <laughs> Connor had a couple shots where it it was the angles game, where the angle was just not right for the knockout. But he had the opening and made contact. Where you're like, oh shit! Had that just been a couple degrees more to the left, that would have landed right on Floyd's button, like night night. <laughs> but we'll see. It is, and again, he just.
1: Uh, he just tired Connor Con- Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: It, and just it's it's the superiority there. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. I want to move on because we got some other things to talk about. The biggest news of the week. We're not a soccer podcast, I would say. It's not a it's not a sport that really? I really dive into. I'm you, a huge soccer fan. I'm saying as a we cover it. I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say. I honestly have yeah. no idea. The only time I watch is re- when I wake up really early, hungover on like a Saturday. I'll put it on the television because it is something pleasant on the eyes. But outside of that, I don't follow it that much, but leave it to the American ownership to find a way to introduce themselves into the American sports conversation, because the talk of the week is the Super League, the fall and collapse of the Super League, which off the bat, just phenomenal marketing. And you know it's an it's American ownership idea, because they had to put super in the name. Like, we have the Super Bowl, let's make
1: it the Super League. So Thoughts? A closed European Super League. <laughs> It lasted all the 48 hours. (laughs) Um, They're
0: going to make it 30 for 30 on this for sure.
1: 100%. (laughs) There were business deals being made in people's cars. Someone (laughs) drove eight hours from, like, I'm going to mess up the country, from Italy to Slovenia or something like that. I don't know. But a whole bunch of stuff happened. So, like, um, this one thing that we have to get straight here is, like, this type of thing isn't new for soccer. Every few years, the big-name teams threaten to leave um, and form up their own league, but it's usually toothless, right? They're doing it because they want to negotiate more money. They want better contracts. They want more sponsors. This is the first time, though, that teams actually signed on to something saying, yes, we're going to leave, and we're going to form this. Um but they usually do this as a form of like collective bargaining, right? That's the right. easiest thing I can relate it to. Um but there were signs right off the bat that this wasn't going to go well. Um, there were already new contracts signed with smaller leagues. So I guess one thing that happens in soccer, and you might notice, but maybe our, our fans don't notice, uh, is that in soccer you have your big names, but they all play in domestic tournaments. Yep. And they play in those domestic tournaments either for like nostalgia reason, reasons, or traditions, or because they get the most money out of those domestic tournaments. And so it's kind of like a, a like you know that you know real Madrid is going to play in um, the Spanish league, right, or or whatever it is, whatever league it is over there. Um, and the but if they leave, if those big teams leave then those small leagues are going to collapse because they don't get the TV deals, they don't get what have you. (laughs) So some of the teams that had already signed on for the Super League were signing backdoor deals with the domestic league saying, yeah, we signed on to the Super League, but we're still going to play in." (laughs) It's all just an
0: absolute mess. It's essentially they try to make, from my understanding, they try to make like the Champions League, which you have to qualify for through winning. Like soccer is one, it's a very confusing, like I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know, I understand all of it because I just don't. I'm sorry, listeners. I, we have a friend. I have a friend. If he's listening, Drew, I got to get him on. He's a huge soccer fan who could explain this all like in great detail. I'm sure, but it is one of the. It's one of those cool things where like you you kind of level up <laughs> to get to the bigger one, and it almost sounds like they just wanted to make the Championship League with the bigger. It'd be like in baseball if you took like the Yankees, Red Sox. Um, I don't know, the Dodgers, Houston, and two other teams, like the biggest market teams that were just like, fuck, it, we're making our own league where we all just play and then we're going to get the big TV deals instead of having to play in like the NLE or the AL East and then tri- yeah. leveling up to the next round and then leveling up to the next round to win that cup, which is to the American brain, it's like, yeah, duh. But I don't think I heard one legit soccer person no. speak well of this. Like not a single person did i see endorse this at any level it was literally just like the american owners who have bought in to all these major clubs like Man U, arsenal chelsea um deciding like fuck it like we need to suck as much money as we can out of this and the tv deals we can and let's just and they don't want to be relegated which is by far the best thing and i think soccer is going for it um
1: speaking of american teams and american owners your Bucks were tied up in this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super League, which was big news to me.
0: Dude, there was, for the longest time, I was 100% convinced the reason the Bucks sucked was because the Glazers did not give a shit about us because they owned Man U The father cared about the Bucks. We won a Super Bowl, and he was still alive. And then when the Suns took over, I was convinced for years. Like you couldn't have told me otherwise. I was like, yeah, no, we suck because they just don't care about us. Like they just neglect us. They don't give a fuck. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, they're they're a part of it.
1: Um, The other thing that was weird about this is like um, some teams only had 24 hours to say (laughs) yay or nay if they wanted to join. That's how you know you have a good deal,
0: right? I mean. Yeah. Gun to the head, what are you doing? That's how you know you're on a solid rock bed foundation.
1: Yeah. And then they even started to negotiate with like the, the Euro League and some of the other bigger leagues and governing bodies of soccer. And they had come to an agreement where they were gonna allow um still to play in the championship league and some of those domestic leagues, but then um the Super League kinda like reneged on a deal and said, Well, yeah, we'll let them play, but none of the tv deals or sponsorship deals will come over and it was just like well then why are they, pl- <laughs> why are they
0: <laughs> it was well through well thought out all the way through if i if I, you have to ask me just a well thought out plan
1: yeah it, it was it's crazy if you haven't i was reading the new york times breakdown article on it um if you got 30 minutes to kill i i recommend you read that there are some this mob ties are in there Oh, of course, officials, everything, everything that you could imagine. Like we talk about scandals here, especially with the NCAA and like paying players and all of that. That pales in comparison to what was happening with the Super League.
0: Dude, I am somewhat envious of that in soccer. It's like that, like the uh, the not only the fanhood, but like I'm not gonna say crazy, but like the like it dwarfs anything we really have in the U.S. Like absolutely dwarf, like. Our biggest sport, football, is not a global like it's global yeah. in the fact that like the Super Bowls watched globally, but it's not followed globally like like soccer is and
1: yeah it, I mean, it we don't football doesn't even have a Canadian team
0: no and like we yeah. we are and we're crazy about it I guess you could maybe say college football actually college football probably is the closest thing we have yeah to what soccer is abroad i'd say college football probably but it is it's great like their scandals don't even come close to like ours for the most part it's insane <laughs> no
1: our, our scandals are <laughs> are small compared to yeah like think of happened.
0: think of just the just with sean miller and all that in college basketball like that didn't even come close like that's probably the biggest i'm trying to think if there's been a bigger scandal recently no no that's probably the biggest recently, one
1: yeah, that might recently. Be, and Sean, yeah, and Sean that might be. that
0: didn't hit the radar of most Americans, but you can be damn sure this hit the this hit the radar with ever, most Amer- sports loving Americans in the U.S. <laughs> Never right. mind over there. Like I was fully in, engulfed in the story, engulfed, um, engulfed. Just throwing out no no name words. It's crazy. And then
1: they were talking. They were talking about, and I don't know if this is like kind of tied in or maybe tied in, but like revamping the game of soccer as well so yeah. like making it shorter and
0: well, uh, what they really hate too is like from my understanding is the regu- uh, uh, what's it called oh my
1: god i just the said, regulatory agencies no well those two
0: but uh where they knock the team down a spot um
1: oh yeah when they get when they regu- get put in a lesser league yeah
0: could you imagine yeah. if we had that in like the nfl fuck it would be crazy but that's what they're really because if your team sucks if you're a big name team like say you're chelsea regular or i can't i have the word on my this is terrible podcasting slash radio um regulate right i can't pronounce anything right now um either way like that's that's terrifying for them from a money deal that they could even possibly be regulate or oh my god i cannot say the word this is terrible <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't even know what it is. I know the process, but I didn't. I don't it's know. like it's not
0: regulated. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Is
1: it re, like regalue?
0: No. Regalue? Um.
1: <laughs> let's let's ask Google.
0: <laughs> Yo, in the Google machine.
1: Yeah.
0: Relegation. To be right, relegated. Right. There we go. Right. Relegation. Right. God damn it. <laughs>
1: We went to college this,
0: Yeah, that was a stroke <laughs> and a half on my part. Um could you imagine if we had regulate like regulation here where like teams just could get like the like the Browns when they have a shitty season got bumped down to another league and the top or team the in that league got yeah, or the Lions got bumped up and then you had to win to get out of that league. You then had to be the best team that year. Like the following year. That'd be insane. But that's yeah, I the think fear. The
1: only the only thing close we have is um NCA football and basketball, I guess. When you're in um, um, FCS and you do really well, you can go up to FBS. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's a choice that you make. Yeah. Nobody gets bumped down. <laughs> yeah. Unless you. Shoot that's a choice it. you make to go back down. Yeah. You. I couldn't imagine like Ohio State, you know, having oh. a bad season and then they're out. They they're out of the Big Ten for the next the next year. season. They got to win. Yeah.
0: They got to win. The Mac (laughs) to
1: get back into the Big Big (laughs) Ten.
0: That would be hilarious. Could you imagine?
1: Or if, if like, basketball, like, your...
0: Kentucky. Like, say Kentucky finished last in the SEC one year, and they got bounced to, like, the Sun Belt Conference.
1: (laughs) Right. Or professional basketball where, like, your G League team, so, like, the Grand Rapids Griffins, or whatever they are in Grand Rapids, takes the Pistons' spot, and the Pistons now play.
0: (laughs) That's probably the only professional sport where that might, might, I don't even know if I would say work, but at least be plausible, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Because there have been some really bad, terrible last place NBA teams where, like, a G League team, like, the best G League team maybe. I don't even want to say maybe, could maybe not get regulated the next year back down, but... It'd be a lot more interesting than if you did. You couldn't do it with football. Like, what are you going to do? The XFL? Like, we all know the quality there. Maybe baseball. Base. Ah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Either and way, it's football, a fun little concept. Guess, it's a fun concept.
1: Yeah. And I guess soccer is different. Yeah, basketball is the only other. Because even with football, like, the strain and the, I mean, you only it's play just 16 too hard, games. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just wouldn't work. I basketball and soccer like those are faster paced games you play more baseball how are we missing this baseball is literally the only one that this would really yeah, actually work for. I was yeah. going to say
0: like the best farm team like that AAA squad could probably they can maybe come up yeah. like against the worst team could that come year up. yeah mm-hmm. that's it yeah cuz football like yeah, we all watch the yeah football. we all watch the American league and like the XFL like that bet the best team in that league is not beating the worst team in the NFL like it's not even going to come close <laughs> uh-huh um yeah. but yeah the dude That's it's crazy yeah
1: i i um i recommend anyone to read that new york times article because it was wild it's
0: it's it's crazy too like america we know that we've officially kind of invaded so- english soccer because the fact that it held such a big conversation standpoint in like even we're talking about it a podcast that never talks about soccer it's like oh yeah you guys have arrived. We're now paying attention. <laughs> Not that Americans yeah. weren't paying attention already. It's been a growing sport for the longest time. Um, but, I mean, if I'm being honest myself, like I know just enough to be a slightly dangerous because I played FIFA for a little bit. But I'm only really watching soccer when the U.S. women's team is in the World Cup or the Olympics because we kick the shit out of everybody there. And that's really about it. Maybe I'll catch yeah. a game or two on a Saturday when I'm hungover. Or maybe I'll catch a glimpse of the U.S. men's team if we ever qualify for anything. Like, I might throw it on if, like, there's a big game and I know about it. Like, oh, this could put us in the Olympics. But even then, I'm usually like, eh, we ain't winning this. Even though we do have some guys that are coming up that are, I shouldn't say coming up, they've already arrived. That Christian kid on Chelsea is fucking amazing. Like, I know him. He's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. This is, that was wild. Um, I don't know if I'm, the American palate will ever adjust to European football. Um, maybe, um, I think the games are too long and I think there's not enough scoring, but I also think that about hockey and American, lo- Amer- Americans love hockey. So. Yeah. But
0: there's a lot more action in hockey. That's the thing you gotta like, cause we're, we're lunatics over there. There's gotta be a physicality of the game where somebody can get very hurt for us to really yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty much what it comes down to. Like there has to be that or danger element.
1: Somebody can drop 50 points.
0: yeah exactly yeah well that's a fast pace like that's basketball's fast pace so we like that baseball's dying because it's slow and there's no real action there like
1: well and then they don't have personalities like if you don't allow like i can sit through a game if i can relate to a player but if you don't allow a player to have a personality because you're an old dude old billionaire and you don't think that they should like the one thing about the 90s baseball uh even early 2000s yeah they were scoring a lot, but the other thing was you knew those players, dude.
0: The personalities were huge in the early nineties and two thousands, like
1: I enormous a baseball player. Yes, because, yeah,
0: like they were gods in some cities. I mean, they still are in some cities where baseball reigns. Like in Boston, everybody knows who's who. In other cities, but like you knew guys from everywhere, um, everywhere. And it I was about it, I didn't even know what a Seattle Mariner was, but I knew Ichiro. <laughs> You knew each hero, no matter where you were in the country, you knew who he was. Like, you knew the best player on every single club. Baseball is the worst. I feel like we've done this rant once or twice before. Their policies and promotions of players is like borderline negligent. It is so bad because it is no, like, the best player in baseball for the last maybe decade, Mike Trout. I doubt if you asked, I doubt if you went into Town Square tomorrow and you asked, a thousand people who Mike town Trout square. is a hundred of them might know. <laughs> it's
1: insane yeah I don't understand why you don't also the other thing with baseball
0: Ta- time um, not town Jeez, <laughs>
1: I said town square <laughs> I'm like you did say town square I was like where are we what year is it
0: <laughs> the Salem witch trials are about to happen in 30 minutes <laughs>
1: all right uh oh. before we go to the state, do you know who Mike Trump is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh
0: shit. Yeah.
1: The other thing about baseball is like the destruction of little leagues oh, and yeah. um both inner city and the suburbs. Um that also is affecting play. Not that I don't think that players um from Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and the islands shouldn't come up here and play yes come get your money but also having people that you're like oh he grew up in you know chicago he grew up in like it's harder and harder to find those stories now
0: it is and i mean the one thing it's the same sort of story with soccer too in a lot of those places that you just mentioned like base like in the Dominican republic baseball is king like i remember you if you ask any player they're out there from the time they're like five swinging a stick and hitting bottle caps because that's all they have like and it is it, and that's
1: what i'm saying i'm not trying to despair.
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah no i know yeah, yeah. i'm just saying because we switched that mindset it is harder and you're right like it is going back into the communities and redeveloping those touches that will make the game kind of good again and it's the driving approach. i mean there's a lot baseball can be doing but that is definitely like r- losing touch with kind of which is crazy too because like if anything nowadays with parents concerns around football this is the perfect time yes like that's exactly if, what if I was you're thinking, like- baseball it's perfect
1: I've always discussed, like, I don't know if I'm going to have kids, but, like, I've discussed with my girlfriend all the time, like, it's going to suck if if we have a kid and that kid is good at football because I'm going to seriously think about not letting them play. It's
0: a conversation for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, my mom asks me that all the time. She's like, you know, are you going to let your kid play football someday? And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, I mean, at some point, yes. Like, when football is right for them, like, probably high school, yeah, I'll let them if they want to do it. Maybe like we'll have a conversation, but yeah, like it's a it's a tough one because it is yeah. it's a violent violent. I love it; it's my favorite sport in the world.
1: Yeah, and it's so probably
0: of me the to the be crowd. like, yeah, I'm down to watch other people's kids fucking yeah. <laughs> smash their heads into each other. And yes, I will let we've my kids
1: been in the crowd or sitting on your couch and watch someone get hit and not move. Yeah, and it is the scariest thing, especially when you're there and the stadium falls dead silent. Yeah, that is. It's so scary.
0: I mean, the one nice thing is that I guess nowadays about football and we've just we're just winding all over the place, yeah. guys, as you can tell today with this podcast. But um, I will say this, like even from when I was growing up, like the concerns around concussions and everything is a lot, lot different. Like, I, like I've had I've never been confirmed diagnosed with a cussion, but I can on three times count in football. Definitely had one and just been like the next day, like insanely light sensed in my head just rained like all the symptoms of a concussion. Um, Hell, I remember my freshman year, a kid got lit up so bad. He was rolling around on the sidelines, just holding his head and like they knew it was a concussion, but he was out like two days later practicing with us again. Like he didn't wait up like whatever, like they're like, all right, yeah, you probably have one. And they like, they pulled him out of the game. He's rolling around on the side. And then like two days later, he's back in practice
1: um my brother um was playing basketball goes up for like a layup and a guy undercuts him and um he hits his head and he pops back up and they like continue to play basketball i wasn't there because i would have been the first person like nope you there's time to we gotta go to the hospital because you know that's like one of the first signs like if you jump right back up yeah, your body going into fight fight, but they let my brother drive home and like he couldn't make it halfway, and he was like, "I don't know what's happening." Like his words weren't making any sense. When yeah, he was calling me, and I was like, "Well, what happened? What happened?" And finally, one of our friends is like, "Oh, he he did fall in his head," and I was like, "Y'all let him drive home, like what?" <laughs>
0: Dude, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But at least there's that nowadays. At least there's a bigger focus on player health and player safety. At least at the younger ages. I can't say yeah. necessarily in the NFL because we all know. There is zero concern for player safety really there. Um, there's a facade for it, but they don't really give a damn.
1: Um, I guess there's something to say about, oh, if you're in the dawn and making millions of dollars, then you chose to be out there. But I think there's a responsibility of the league to protect the players. But that's my. You well, know. I agree.
0: Yeah. And there's only so much you can do with this sport. As far as the initial protection, like they're going to happen, but it's once it happens, what are you doing? And then what are you doing to help them once they retire from the game and setting them up yeah. for non failure yes. there? Um, like every NFL player, I think, should just have health. I think they do now. I don't want to say play this. Like five years. I think you got to play five years. Yeah, I want to say there's a year requirement, but then you're set, like you have health care for the rest of your life. Um, and there's a fund you can access to now, I think.
1: If you, or you know, we should just have free healthcare in America. But that would help,
0: but another that's a yeah, that's a different.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah,
0: that's a different podcast for a different day. But yeah, no, that would also help if we just had you know healthcare everybody could access, and we didn't have to be yeah. like, man, the NFL really should probably provide that for everybody. <laughs> like, like, we it, just lost a few listeners. Oh, for sure. Oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, baseball whole thing. What were we even talking about before this? I don't even remember.
1: Uh, we got we said that baseball was the only team or the only sport. That,
0: oh, that's right. Um, that the could work like soccer. yeah, it yeah, yeah. could work like soccer. Would you be in- dude? That would be so fucking wild. It would be. I'm all for it. I think it would be hilarious. Like I think that would I be think super fun
1: to too. Like the 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 uh. The smaller team, the the AAA team, it's AAA, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Baseball. Yeah, they should take over the stadium too. That so, like, would be fucking hilarious. The, yeah. Dude,
0: or could you imagine if they didn't? Because I I've worked in minor league baseball. The highest level I worked for was a, a it was like a um, they were an independent team. I worked for a single A team as well that the Nationals used to send their players down to. Um but it would be – because those stadiums are, like, usually, like, in the middle of nowhere okay. or they're super small. Could you imagine if they didn't switch stadiums, though, and you had, like, the New York Yankees showing up to, like, some podunk city in, like, Alabama or something to play yeah. in, like, a 5,000-seat stadium? Seat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> showing up to Midland,
0: Michigan. That would be hilarious. Oh, I'd be so down. In those cities, could you imagine being a fan of, like – because in, like – especially where, like, there isn't a baseball team close – Those people ride or
1: die with those teams.
0: Like, it would be fucking. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be
1: wild, man. One of the, in the like late 2000 not late, like early 2000 mid 2000s, remember the Toledo, whatever they are, hat was very popular. Everyone had that hat. And I was like, do you even know what that team is? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's insane, dude. Like, when I worked for the Potomac Nationals, they were an affiliate team, but like, the fanhoods down there are just insane.
1: Oh, yeah, call something it. like that. I don't know. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> the mud hens. <laughs> Screw it. That's your name now. Yeah, it's been the podcast is going off the rails, but I like it. We're taking the conversation in fun ways. We do have one other topic that dominated conversation this week for sure. And that is Steph. Curry. It is
1: mud hens. Mud hens. Nice. All right.
0: Yes. I know the logo yes. like in the picture. I can head, see the logo. Yeah,
1: I know everyone can see the logo.
0: Everybody knows the logo that we're talking about because literally everybody had that hat.
1: I don't know how many. I, years I ago. wanted one so bad, but my dad would <laughs> my dad wouldn't buy one for me because he was just like, "Do you know what that ticket is?" Like, I don't. <laughs> but everyone has.
0: Everybody hat. has it, Dad. I'm just trying to fit in. All right. Uh, let's talk about Steph Curry here because Steph Curry, his streak ended last night. Eleven games with at least thirty points. This man. Ridiculous. Is insane. We need to put some respect on his name. I don't know why we're not doing this to begin with. I, I sort of know why we're not doing this, but in no conversation when we talk about all-time greats is Steph Curry ever brought up? And I don't know if that's going to change once he retires. I'm not saying he's the greatest. We're not. We're not talking that. But all-time greats not talked about. This dude is insane right now. No, I'm not even talking right now. His entire career outside of injuries, he's been insane.
1: Yeah, Steph is nearly shooting shooting 55% from the field. That, he's not a center. He's not running up and dunking it. Those are shots where I think like a third of them come from beyond the arc. That is insane.
0: Dude, he's shooting. Sorry, this one stat jumped out at me because you're talking about percentages. I got this from SB Nation Report. He's shooting 52.6% from what they considered very tight, either zero or two feet between 0 and 2 feet from him and his defender. 52.6% from 3. <laughs> from 3.
1: That is ridiculous. I think the I think we've done NBA greats in the past we've treated them poorly. We haven't appreciated them in their time. And so then we try to give them their flowers afterwards. See Charles Barkley, see anyone else who Patrick Ewing um, who were trying to say, like, oh yeah, they were great, they were great players in their time. I think the narrative is kind of shifting around um, Steph, where we're trying to say, Okay, um, he is doing something different in the game of basketball that's not being seen. Like Kevin Durant is going to give you ten points every quarter, every time steady, right? He's yep. just going to you you get rebounds to, and you, everything else. Yep. Kyrie Irving is going to drill up and down and do something phenomenal that you've never seen before. LeBron will take over a game when he needs to take over the game. And we we recognize him for that. But for Steph, to your point, we say a lot of times like, well, he's just shooting threes. Where's the where's the talent in that? But he's not just shooting threes like that's that stat you just point out. He will get in the lane. He will get between two people and just throw it up. He'll come off a screen that you know he's coming off of, so you set your man there to beat him on the screen, and he'll still hit the three. That's crazy.
0: Dude, he's shooting 52.9% with seven or more dribbles. (laughs) Like, he's taking 6.5 threes per game when he touches the ball for two seconds or left, and he's making 43.4% of them.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing to tamper this a little bit uh, or to tempt this a little bit, tamp this a little bit, is that Steph is also doing this out of necessity, right? Oh, he's yeah. In ninth, he's in ninth place. Draymond isn't producing like he should, and no one else on that team can score consistently. No. So Steph has to wheel his team to a championship, but or to the playoffs, not even a championship. No, I not But with that The playoffs, yeah. Yeah. Steph is now... Doing the thing that people say LeBron doesn't do, where he is the only option on that team,
0: he is legitimately the only op. Like he is carrying them. There was a couple other stats that just were crazy, and that I am going to hit on that point. He's the first player to hit, uh, first player to hit more than seventy threes in ten games. He has six games with at least ten made threes. The rest of the NBA has a combined five, and he has <laughs> ten. Ten threes in twenty-one games over his career. No player has more than five in the history of the NBA. Did I saw you... that
1: one. Is it the player? The other player, Clay?
0: Yeah, I think it's Clay. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say it's <laughs> it, it's like and he's just unconscious right now. Um, and to your point, he like his criticism has always been like, oh well, he had Clay. It's like. And he could play off Clay and Draymond before he got covered. It's like, yeah, I get that, but that 2015 team, he was still the guy. Like he made everybody else on that team better. And then, yeah, Kevin Durant did. Kevin Durant wanted to come play for them because of how good Steph made them. Um, And then, yeah, then it took off kind of the, the spice of Steph. And then he gets injured, which is what he was battling. I mean, even when he was in his early part of his career, he was still. We saw the glimpses of great. But he had those nagging ankle injuries, and it was like, Jesus, this guy's career is going to be over before it even began. And to your point, he does do more. Like, that's the other criticism. He does more than just shoot threes. I mean, that is obviously what he does. But he's a good ball handler. He can distribute well. He's not getting great rebounds. He's not a great defender. But, like, okay, he's still – we've never seen anything like him. And generally the conversation you hear when we talk about, like, what makes this guy an all-time great is did they change the game? The game has forever been changed because of Steph Curry. It isn't what we are, and we're seeing it with the new wave of guys, like the ball kids, like the kids coming out of high school now. College game is completely changing. We saw it with Arkansas and Alabama and different teams where, like, the 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 importance of volume three shooting has gone way up, and that's because of Steph, but nobody makes him at the consistency of Steph. He is, Like, we are seeing something. Well, we're going to see it again, I think, because, like, there are kids who are now just wanting to be Steph like they wanted to be MJ, like they wanted to be LeBron. So we're seeing that I'm sure there'll be some guy who's that comes along that's unconscious, but we've never
1: seen anything like this. And it's incredible to watch and he is an all-time great. <laughs> and to te- to watch Steph test the boundaries of not only his talent but the NBA. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to see that again. Yeah. Or do someone do it so effortlessly, right? Because Steph will pull up from wherever, but you can tell again that he is trying, he is playing against himself sometimes.
0: Hundred percent, yep. Um, and he is a guy that, like, yeah, if you put LeBron on him to guard him one on one, he's still going to find some shots to get oh, okay. off and stuff. But like, he's just a guy who just like it doesn't. You have to throw so many bodies at him. And the argument is like, if you beat him down, because that's what happened to that that championship they lost you kind of beat him up a little bit but then he just hit the weight room and got better and now it's like i don't know he's kind of his own worst enemy
1: at this point yeah that toronto i mean i know uh did it for the north and the six and what have you but like to watch them one to put durant out there when he shouldn't have been out there to watch clay get hurt and then to just watch them harass step like i had i did I didn't have fun watching that series. (laughs) No, did (laughs) not.
0: Not at all. But it is—it's one of those things where, like, I just with Steph, it is. I think people are coming around to it, but I still don't even think we're giving him, especially in the media, the shine and respect he sort of deserves because he kind of has gotten washed away with the KD thing, which wasn't his fault. And he kind of got this attitude. Well, it's like, well, he has Clay too. And the Splash Brothers are like, well, he's got nobody right now, and he is literally unconscious. And the only reason this team is not dead last in the NBA, he is legitimately the only reason they have a prayer in the world, yeah, I, and they're I not think dead I saw last.
1: A stat that said, without Steph on the court, um, the Warriors are worse than the Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. And the Thunder are, if you don't know, are tanking right now.
0: Dude, it, so. it's an absolute disaster. And he is the centerpiece. It's just proving, though, that he is... I mean, obviously, Kevin Durant is the better player when he was on that team. But Steph has always been the centerpiece. He's the centerpiece. Yeah. <laughs> and this argument that, like... And I hate the argument, too, when they're like, well, he had Clay." It's like, literally everybody has had somebody. Like, literally everybody through the the history of the NBA has had their counterpart to help them win. There is not a single man who didn't have it. Not one, yeah, I, I don't
1: think. I don't know. I don't know what more you want from this man. Like you said, if if you're talking about someone who has changed the game and changed it right in front of our face, Steph Curry. Steph. I mean, people are practicing impossible shots or, like you said, volume threes, or even bringing back the, you know, for a minute there, the um, pick and roll uh, was starting to fade away, and Steph and Clay nope. brought that right back.
0: Yep. Show just how effective that can be when you have the right personnel. Like it is, it's incredible, and that's why I will forever say that he's one of the all-time. I'm not saying he's the greatest player of all time. Like let's not get it twisted, but he is an all-time great and he needs to be talked about in that conversation going forward. This was just the latest reminder, I think, for us to be like, oh shit, right, Steph is up there. But that's what I want to start to hear really from everybody. I'm not saying he's the greatest, but he's an all-time great, and we.
1: And his streak ended at eleven. I can almost guarantee that he'll have
0: another streak before this season is done. 100%. Yeah. He'll have another streak before his career's done. Like he's going to oh, beat yeah. that
1: <laughs> at some be, point. Le- yeah. At some <laughs> point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: it's unbelievable. Um,
0: yeah. It was, I don't know. I just, that, that was my thought. I wanted to bring it up cause it was one of those things where I just, it reminded me this week of like, yeah, we don't really talk like he never comes up in a list of all time greats. And it's just, it's crazy to me. So putting the respect on his name.
1: Yeah, and you know what what's going to happen to Steph probably is that like right when he's out of his prime, he's going to get like some ridiculous contract as like repayment for them not appreciating him and then people are going to complain that he got he's getting paid yeah. for being terrible.
0: <laughs> Just be lucky you had him on that insane deal in the early part of his career because of all his <sighs> ankle injuries. So like you got him you got him a while at the cheapest rate as possible, um, for a guy like that because of those ankle injuries in the early part of his career. Um, all right, that's kind of what I had. We had a few things. I mean, this weekend's a big weekend. Switching from sports, I know you're excited about this. I'm excited about this. Mortal Kombat's coming out tomorrow tonight, folks. Well, today dropped. So when we're watching this, we got that and the UFC. It's a fight weekend. I don't know about you, but I am very excited for this i don't i know the language or the it's probably gonna be cheesy as hell i don't care i'm really just there to have a good fight a couple fight scenes and i know first just off the bat it's gonna be better than the original
1: so i am very excited for this before we talk about mortal Kombat, i just got breaking news that uh terrence clark from um, kentucky died in a car crash what So our heart goes out to yeah. him and his family. Jesus. Wow. He was um
0: Yeah. Yeah, Matt Jones is tweeting about it. Wow. Damn, that's uh, that is yes. tragic. Nineteen years old. Just
1: seen. Damn. Yeah, it's a flash. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Matt Jones, and now SB Nation and every local sources. Yeah, didn't want to uh, end this on a bummer, but this is sports. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: life is fleeting, just like that. That is nineteen. That sucks. Yeah, just signed with Clutch. I guess there was another player involved, but he's okay.
1: Yeah. Like I said, our hearts go out to his family and his loved ones and the Kentucky family as well. Absolutely. Um, Mortal Kombat is kind of hard to talk about now, but yes, I'm excited as well. Um, Grew up with Mortal Kombat, obviously playing in video games, but um, obviously those cheesy movies and that cheesy TV show. I don't know if you watched that (laughs) (laughs) when it was on TV i watched that it was god awful but i watched it
0: (laughs) Uh, i mean we know this one's gonna be cheesy because in the trailer they're like what's that it's like it's a birthmark and then like what is it and she's like he was born with it
1: (laughs) here's my thing though with like cheesy movies like this and and like i think that's what makes these movies like enjoyable to watch because it's not going to take itself too seriously right and it shouldn't if you try to watch a movie based on a video game you try to take it too seriously it's It's not gonna work. Prime example, I watched that four hour justice League movie and it was terrible. Oh,
0: dude, I'm not a fan. i I know <laughs> we're gonna get catch a lot of heat for that, but I'm with you. like I was like, yeah, it's an improvement, but it wasn't worth me sitting here for four hours on like no. I paused it multiple like it was it dragged um dragged. people loved it though and I was sitting here like, I mean, yeah, it was an improvement like but there was so much shit that could have been cut.
1: <laughs> there were not only that, but like with that movie. I don't know if you ever read like a good play or a good book, but like one of the things that you do in like good media is you don't tip your hand to your audience the whole time. You don't handhold them through the whole movie. And literally Zach Snyder was just like Oh did you see that? Did you see yep. this? Did you see that symbolism? Did you see like I'm smart enough to pick up on these things on my own. You didn't need to tell me explicitly like this was happening. Like that whole movie and especially like in man of steel the same thing like di- you don't have to tell me that uh superman and clark kent are um you know um uh, a stand-in for a savior and then like a christ figure like you don't have yeah. to tell me that yeah you don't uh. like we get it you <laughs> know you literally spell that out for us <laughs> yep yeah
0: Zack, Zack Zack Snyder feels himself a little too much. That was a little bit of a Zack Snyder circle jerk uh with the yeah. Justice League for sure.
1: And it works for like that stuff works for movies like 300 cuz it's a yeah. dumb movie, right? I agree. So everything being over the top and it works. It doesn't really work for a superhero movie. But going back to uh Mortal Kombat, I think they're going to get the just the right amount of cheese and the right amount of action. Um there's only two uh two outcomes from this movie, either it's going to be the best thing I've ever watched or it's going to be god
0: awful. Yeah, I'm I'm, if I'm a betting man, which I am, I'm betting on it's going to be awesome but it could very well suck. But it looks like they got it and you shouldn't put too much stock in a trailer, but it does look like they got it right. Like it is the good balance and it's really like we're here to like knock out the fight scenes in the that like story part of it. Not so much the individual dialogue, which
1: yeah, we'll see. You know, one thing that and I've been. I'm gonna start my own podcast about this one day. But with superhero movies and in um, like X Men and and all that, and kind of and what we'll see if they do this in Mortal Kombat, they don't oftentimes allow the the person to get hit cause they're like trying to keep it in like realism. So like they'll do their special attack, but they will like just miss or, it'll yeah. just... but like if you watch the cartoon or the TV show or play the video game, like they get hit and get back up. Like you are, I'm already in that world. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to.
0: <laughs> My thing is going to be like when they can't figure out their special move, are they just going to jump up and down? Like I did in the video game. Like, are we going to get hey, that?
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> Or is someone going to just keep doing the same thing? <laughs> yeah. Until...
0: yeah. <laughs> like I
1: want it. Damn also, it. I- just I- like I played it. The other thing, too, I think it will be hard about this is, like, how are you going to handle permanent deaths? Obviously, in a video game, you don't give a – you don't care about permanent deaths because they're not no. permanent. Yeah. But in a movie, in the cinematic universe, you can't. You, gotta you take, can, but you can't. So. You got to
0: just take the Game of Thrones approach and just axe them. Yeah.
1: Just
0: yeah. see them. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> and if
1: you're going to do that, then you have to have – sufficiently, you have to kill off enough good guys, but you got to kill off the right ones, right? right? So. Yep. I agree. I feel like Kano's going down. For- yeah, well, because you know, because like he's starting off, I mean, that's his if you know anything about the games, like yep. that's how he starts. Like He starts off with Sonya and Jax, but then switches over to the bad side. So it kind of seems like that's what they're going to do, but are they going to wait to the end of the movie to do it, or is he going to flip in the middle of the movie? We, we'll see. Yeah.
0: I feel like they're going to flip him and then either kill him, or I guess if they're trying to set up for a sequel, they could flip him at the very end and set up for the yeah. sequel there, but It'll be interesting. Um, it, we got that, and then you got the UFC 261, which I will do a podcast tomorrow on. will release Saturday, as always, for that great card. If, so check that out. Um, it's just a fight weekend. That's all it is, and it's not going to be like the Jake Paul Ben Ashkin fight weekend. This one's a legitimate one with some very Legit good fights. Fight. Yeah, we got three title belts for the first. They're doing a live crowd in Jacksonville, 15,000, I think, which seems insane. I'm
1: wondering if they're That's doing interesting. like.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they're doing like you have to be va- like you have to bring your vaccination card. I doubt they are because it's Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, aren't
1: the Dodgers doing it where if you have your vaccination card, you can sit in like a certain section?
0: Yeah, I feel like there's some team doing that. I, I was talking to a friend who had to bring it to something. Like they went to an event and they brought their card with them. I don't know. Yeah, what I know it was. I'm flying to
1: Mexico and they want us to have our cards with us.
0: Yeah, I um. want to say maybe it was a concert they went to or something. I think it was a con- yeah. It was either a concert or a LA- comedy show, I think, and they had to bring their vax card to to get in. But um Yeah.
1: LA Dodgers offer fully vaccinated fan section. <laughs> and I know the reason go. this came up is because I think the CDC was like, "Hey, just because you're fully vaccinated, you shouldn't be around strangers."
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're they're playing with fire in Jacksonville. We'll see how it goes, but it is a patch crowd for 3 3 belts. It is. It's a good one. I mean, Let's just put it this yeah, way. We'll see how
1: college football handles this. What my theory for college football is that for the first couple games, it's going to be like less capacity, and then for the rest of the season, it'll be full capacity.
0: Here's my prediction the SEC will say fucking and go full capacity, and everybody else will sort
1: of figure it out. <laughs> and that's probably right, too. <laughs> the, the Big Ten will probably be half. I don't want this to happen. I hope that I'm wrong, but the worst thing to happen is a player or student gets sick. I know the fans, like, fans, this, fans, that. I could care less about the fans in college football if a oh, student yeah. or a player gets sick, and or, and the players are students. That's the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. If you're a fan, that, you, you know, you choose. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. We shall see. We made it through one season. Not too, too bad. Hopefully
1: this one goes a little better, but. Although we okay. still don't know what happened at LSU.
0: Dude, it that sounds
1: like it was a super spreader event. A hundred percent was, <laughs> yeah. But allegedly allegedly, allegedly, allegedly,
0: allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Well, I, did I, think
1: it, I think you can read the signs. I think. Yeah. Was, yeah. Allegedly, you
0: don't. You don't have to be part of Mensa to, to, to see that one. <laughs> um, I think that's all I had. Yeah. We went on a couple different directions, but it's gonna be a good weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed our little kind of free-flowing podcast it felt like today. And we'll be back next week as always.
1: It felt good. It did. It'll be our highest downloaded pod right now.
0: That's what we need, people. (laughs) Hit the like and subscribe button. Share with your friends. and uh,
1: (laughs) Interact with us on Twitter if you see us tweeting.
0: Yeah, let us know. Let us know. We got some fun things coming up here in the future. And as always, peace.
1: Peace.